Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the JoyClicks Gamescast. This is episode 114. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, as always. Joining me is my partner in podcasting, the cozy conductor, Kevin Diaz. How are you? Greetings. Salutations. Doing good. Doing good. Done moving. Still sore. Probably sore because went. Yeah, probably sore because went back to the gym, but I really tweaked my back. Mm. Moving. Like, for real, for real. Like... And I know what it was. It was the pots and pans. I did a little. I did a little bend the knee, use use the thigh joint, but it just wasn't enough. You know, you just it just it is what it is. happens to the best of us. I suppose happens to the happens to the best and most fit of us. You know what I'm saying? Hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Hate to see it. But other than that, no, we're good. We're good. Um, I beat the cat game. I'm sure, we'll talk about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been good. Announced a new show. That was fun. Yeah. You know I saying? mean, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking last of us in probably like 20 minutes a little bit so we can have you go off on that there because i'm very interested to pick your brain on your show but yeah we're back at it we got some interesting stuff going on this week um a few delays well one delay um a bit of an update to things we've talked about in the past specifically last week with the last of us part one uh and pots this week the game that the entire planet is waiting for and i'm quoting the messenger of God himself, Jason Schreier. Messenger he said that in the article. He said the planet is waiting for this game. Really? Uh, yes. Bold claim. I mean, like, he's, not wrong, 6. he's not wrong. Yeah, it's, G- it's GTA 6. It's GTA 6, you know? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, GTA 6 is POTS this week. We got some information to sort through and some wish lists to make for that their game. But before we get into any of this, let's get into some patch notes real quick. Of course, the delay I was referencing is, well, actually, uh, Avatar got pushed. I did not write that down, but Avatar and the unannounced but all but confirmed Assassin's Creed Rift have slipped into 2023. Uh, you're not surprised by that, right? We've talked about that already, personally. Yeah, not at all. No, no, no. Um, so what, that that leaves Ubisoft just to have, what, uh, Skull and Bones? Is that their big fall hit? Is that it? Yes. Interesting. And that's coming out. Oh, the day before God of War, right? Or something like that? Yes, yes. But they also have Mario and Rabbids, which I'm sure is going to sell ah, incredibly okay. well. That first that's game good. sold okay. like 10 million, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, that's that's like actually a hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so. unlike, unlike, you know, Skull and Bones, which, you know, mm-hmm. probably won't. Yeah, but it, you and I like some Ubisoft stuff, and uh, the future for them is very interesting right now so like i'd be curious to do like a check-in conversation with you about ubisoft as a fellow fan yeah. uh, maybe in like september after they do their big presentation i but, say september yeah let's like wait for see what they got and then we'll then we'll discuss because you know <sighs> i want to root for them but you know they they just make it hard they they just make mm-hmm. it hard sometimes you know it is what it is yes uh another hit of bad news Coming up on the one-year anniversary of the reveal of this game, it has been uh, reported, I think, was this an official announcement? Because I follow Aspire on Twitter, and I don't think I saw anything from them. I think it was just a report. Um, The Knights of the Old Republic remake that was announced last year at the September PlayStation Showcase has been put on hold indefinitely. This is coming after reports of a very troubled development earlier this year. Uh, It was so rough that they needed to get Saber Interactive, who is the parent company of Aspire, 
or at least higher up the ranks, because I think they're all owned by Embracer, um, was directed to join Aspire to assist in the development because this is Aspire's largest project yet. They have only really done ports. They're responsible for the ports of all the old Star Wars games that you've seen the last couple of years, um, including the original Knights of the Old Republic. But yeah, this, uh, Kevin, I'm going to say something bold. Okay, proceed. I think the Knights of the Old Republic remake is going to be the best Star Wars video game since Star Wars 1313. F- Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor just don't exist? Is that what? For real? No, the joke is that Star Wars 1313 never came out. I hate you. And I don't think this is ever going to come out either. Re- nah, I think it'll come out, maybe. I don't know. You know, maybe. <laughs> maybe, you know what I'm saying? You know? Uh, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I have I have no, uh, I have no, like, for sure, like, oh, this is why I think it's coming out, right? Right. I'm just going off. I just feel like it'll, it'll, I mean, it's a, it's a high profile game. A lot of people love it. You know, a lot of people would, would love to see a remake of it, um, see it in a modern, uh, type of context and everything. So I'm sure there's an acting for it. My only thing that I thought was weird about it, that was weird about it is that it's not canon anymore. So yeah, that's, that has always given you from the jump. It's like, why wouldn't they do like Knights of the High Republic, right? And like have it be like a spiritual successor, right? So that's the only yeah. angle I can see it just them just canning the whole thing. When it's like, guys, like, why are we putting this much effort into it when it's not even canon? Like, so you know what I'm saying? Not to go full Star Wars nerd, but I genuinely think that an RPG in the High Republic would just not be as good because there's no Sith during the High Republic. Like, there's one Sith, and they're in hiding, and it's Darth Plagueis. So, like... Is there, like, any conflict at all? Could that be enticing? Or is it just not enticing enough? But it's, like, nobody else has lightsabers. And I feel like if you want a Star Wars RPG, you want to be hitting things with lightsabers and not, like, people with sticks, right? Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. So, unless they were able to craft, like, a... I don't know, like, a, a... a cell of Jedi in the High Republic went rogue. Like they maybe they could work something in like that, but um, so far in canon, the High Republic is like yeah, it's Jedi against space Vikings with like axes. So hmm. that's it. Um, yeah, I know you've read some of the High Republic High Republic stuff. I haven't yet. I have no idea of that lore, so I definitely defer to you on that. Like if you don't think like that be enticing of like what the High Republic is, then oh well. I just yeah, thought it was like, always weird. Like like why. Mm-hmm. Like, why kill 1313, right? Yeah. That looks so promising. And then mm-hmm. remake a non-canon thing as well, you know? I don't know. Oh, well. Yeah. So, the Knights of the Old Republic game, at the very least, I do not think we're going to hear about this for a very, very, very long time. Um, so, apologies if you're looking forward to that. I played the original one the beginning of last year. Had a great time with it. If you're curious, I and you were waiting, but you were like want to experience Kotor at this point, I would probably just play it if you're really, really curious, because there's no guarantee that this is coming out anytime soon. And uh, the Switch port is good. I played that. Holds up. Um, it's on Steam, so if you have a Steam Deck, you can play it there. If you have a good PC, even like a standard PC, it's literally on everything except PlayStation consoles. For like less than $15. So if you're a Star Wars fan, if you're an RPG fan, if you like Mass Effect, 
I think this is definitely worth checking out still. But uh, yeah, definitely a bit of a bummer this week. Um, the last thing on patch notes, continuing along the development of PlayStation Plus's new subscription service, the Yakuza series has been announced to be fully hitting the service this year. Uh, it is starting with PlayStation Plus Essential, so the standard tier. Next month, one of the games for August is Yakuza Like a Dragon. That is the most recent game. Uh, sequel images have just recently leaked for Yakuza 8, so that's probably coming out next year. Um, and how is this breaking down? We have Yakuza 0, which is the prequel. Kiwami, which is the remake of 1. Kiwami 2, which is the remake of 2 on Extra. 3, 4, 5, the PS3 games, were remastered. Those are only for premium members. And then Yakuza 6 is available on Extra as well. So they're on different tiers of accessibility for the Yakuza series, but they're all coming by the end of 2022. Um, Wait, I don't think you said that right. Did you say it right? Let me check. How I got it in my notes is that... Uh, so, Like a Dragon is on Essential mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. this month. That's the key mark tile. And then the other two are on Extra and Premium. I mean, the, the, the rest of the games are on Extra and Premium. Oh, wait, no. Right. <gasps> I fucked up today's video. I just saw. No. no, you're right. Okay, so it's, yeah, damn it. Shit. Yeah, it's right. dumb. I don't blame you. It's stupid. Ah, shit. Damn it. I fucked that up. Okay, yeah, it's your it's your Kusa three, four, five are only on premium. Why the fuck they do that? God damn it! <laughs> three, yeah, four, I was five gonna get to that's what I wanted <laughs> to just lay it all out first, completely unbiased. But again, no, you were right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to check you. Damn no, it's it. fine. Like yeah. I completely understand misunderstanding <laughs> this because it's stupid. Oh, um, man. I love it. You 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 love to see it. that shit's so stupid. So. so yeah, okay. The reasoning here, the reason that this is like this way is because, again, the, the very weird, strange wording of like, oh, the classic games catalog is on premium, and 3, 4, and 5 were PS3 games that just got a remastered treatment a couple years ago for PS4. Okay. So they're saying that, oh, these are PS3 games, the way that Last of Us Remastered is like, oh, this is a PS3 game for the service. Yeah, you know? yeah it's based off of their original, original release, not yeah. the remastered release. Yes. Even though so, it's, yeah, yeah, which I, yeah, that, that's a whole thing. Which is yeah. so strange. Like, because, I get what like, they're, like, I get what they're doing, but, like, it just doesn't work, you know? Right. It just, it just, it just doesn't fit, you know? Yeah. Zero, Kiwami and Kiwami 2 are PS2 games that got, like, remade, like, Shadow of the Colossus style for PS4. And those, in addition to Zero and Six, which were the newer PS4 original games, all of those are on extra, despite two of them being PS2 upgraded remakes. And then, yeah, 345 Shakeout on premium. Anyway, Yakuza yeah, is cool. I yeah. really like what I played of Zero. I, it's just a daunting franchise to hop into. I've thought about just diving in on Like a Dragon because I like turn-based, and it's a completely fresh hopping on point, which is the future of the series. So, It looks dope. My, yeah. It looks dope. It looks dope. Mm -hmm. It looks fun. So, it looks fun. Uh another good step i think like despite the weirdness it's nice because the yakuza series in in its entirety has just been available on game pass for the past like two years so this is a good thing for them to continue getting parody so right right 
And hey, this is another um I've been waiting to do my like definitive like all right, like which tier you should get cuz I just want to see the cadence of stuff like that. Like I just want to see how they're rolling out. This is the, this is the second month that we're seeing the updates come out and it is uh-huh. as what they intended where we have uh a first essential update at the at the last Wednesday of the month leading into the following month and then we have in the second week the second Wednesday of the month is the extra and premium updates. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, low-key, I'm about to say, listen, another benefit of premium is just, like, you just have everything. Because <laughs> this shit is so annoying. Like, it's so annoying to follow, bro. <laughs> Do you think that was like, intentional at all? For the hardcore. Probably. For the people that, like, are reading these blogs and, like, what the fuck does this even mean? Like, um, you think that was part of it? <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it wasn't, right? Sure. Probably, right? But, like... I know it's like, hey, if you just pay attention, like, but like, even us that are following this, look, literally me live, like, I fucked it up. Yeah. I literally just fucked it up, like, completely. And this is me. I run a PlayStation channel. I should know this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, it is what it is. It is what it is. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, I personally have not taken the jump uh, on the new PlayStation Plus revision revamp, but considering you're talking about um, the value right and like which tier is best uh considering premium i would not say has poultry upgrades so far but i was like shocked that the two additions to premium from the recent blog was like well now we have the yakuza remasters also but the last time they talked about it was like a psp game that i don't think i've ever heard of uh for you extra definitely week this week Oh yeah, right for sure. That's that's Stray has spot. released. Yeah, so let's talk sir. about the games we've been playing. Let me hear about Stray. Yes, sir. Uh, beat Stray in two sittings. Uh, the reports are true. Very short game. I think I beat it in like five hours. I think, um, okay. and I was able to get all the memories. Uh, those are like little like side things that are part of like the main path but you don't necessarily need to get them it just adds more context to b12 um don't want to spoil that but you know there's that as well um didn't do huh it was a bad joke i'm sorry oh damn see because i wish i heard it i wish i heard it. i said like the vitamin ah yeah actually i think it's well yes that's true but um the developers are blue 12 so I think that's kind of like what they're going oh, for. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A uh, little cheeky thing. But um, yeah, a little short experience. Uh, but mm-hmm. I definitely feel like if you don't want to want to subscribe to extra or premium, I think I think this is still worth the 30 bucks if you're going to pay it up front. Like I really do. Like I think that like from a quality standpoint, um, it is a really fun game, right? It's not the most like groundbreaking gameplay, right? If I'm going to keep it 100 with you, like it's not like going to change your life. But um I do think overall for what you're getting in this game is a really cool game. You know, it's a neat little story. Um, I think the like the the whole backstory of this Undercity, how it got to this point, right? Like who and what is B12? What are all these robots doing here and all that? Uh, what are the enemies in the uh, game, the Zerks? Like how did those come to be and everything? And like it really tells like a like one of those like you know puts up a mirror to society and shows like what it could be you know what i'm saying so um it's a cool game yeah it's a cool game the cat obviously it's fucking adorable you know what i'm saying i love the kitty um and even like something that i'm not hearing a lot in in uh in in reviews is that like you know yes like it does feel like you're playing a cat right but like even the little things like 
the way they designed the quote-unquote like combat in this game, right? It does feel like, hey, this is probably what a cat would do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I really do feel like that. You know, as as a person that owns a cat, like, I feel like if my Roku was put up against these enemies, like, this is probably close to what he would probably be doing as a reaction. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. One thing that I have a little nitpick, um, the loading in this game is a lot longer than I thought it would be. You know, it definitely does feel like they didn't. Um, at least in the PS5 version, they didn't, or unless it's like crazy slow on PS4, for all I know, I have, I have no idea, but it does feel like, you know, yeah, it's like a five second loading screen, but we're just not used to seeing that on, 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 on PS5. You know what I'm saying? Like that's usually not, I mean, for real, like we, we barely see loading screens on PS5 games, you know? So it was weird to see that. I'm just choking that up to maybe like they didn't, um, you know, fully, uh, tune it to the PS5 SSD. That's probably my assumption, but that's a nitpick. I'm not gonna really like knock the game for that. Um, I I would give this game honestly like on like a number score eight out of ten. You know, I think it's a great four, five, six hours every time. I hear the plot is pretty um is pretty straightforward uh, overall. And yeah, no, I, I think you'll yeah, I think you'll you'll really enjoy it if you go check it out. But um, I don't think it's necessarily like best indie game of the year sure i still think that seafood is better better than this game for sure um but it's a great little game definitely definitely enjoyed it yeah i was wondering um because this is annapurna interactive um for me annapurna is like i think the most hit or miss of like Mm. the indie labels that i've checked out before for me um because like they'll have uh what was it 12 minutes right yeah exactly. i forgot that's them god damn um other stuff but i was even wondering like for you is this even your favorite annapurna game of this year because they also neon, neon white, white. Yeah, yeah neon white's definitely better than this game okay absolutely yo neon white slaps <laughs> i love i fucking love that game um but no like but but this is de- like i would definitely say hey like this is good like for sure. Like I, I did enjoy it. I would like if I had to play it again, I definitely would. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely a good game, but not like groundbreaking, right? You know what I'm saying? That's what that's where I'm at. Like I think it's straight up eight out of ten. You know, really, really good game. Um, you know, one could like there were there were people saying like a hey, goatee because like you're playing as a cat. And don't get me wrong, the cat's adorable. Yeah, I really, really like that cat. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, I didn't realize there there are times where your cat endures pain in this game, and that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, I've like, heard a lot of bro. Uh, like, to no surprise, a lot of outlets put like their cat people on the reviews for this game. Like Easy right. Allies, they have like a huge cat guy. He has a couple cats. Uh, actually, you'll probably appreciate this. Uh, Michael Damiani from Easy Allies. He had two cats. One of them passed away, but their names were Cloud and Tifa. Oh, that goes hard. That yeah. goes hard. That goes hard. That so goes he reviewed the game and he was very vocal about like, hey, there are some like distressing moments in the game if you're sensitive to that as a cat owner. But hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, yeah, I hundred percent co-sign. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not that sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. To that necessarily. I mean, you know, like obviously, like it's sad, right? But like, yeah. there's a specific way that you go down in this game. That's like, fuck. Yeah, like, I've seen the it, limp animation. It's very realistic. The limp one, yeah, the limp animation and like 
Should I just say it? I don't know. You know what? I'm going to say it for the sake of those cat owners out there, right? This is going to be a little a little warning, all right? A little trigger, okay? There's enemies that you encounter in the game that will take down the cat by, like, electrocution shots, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe it's supposed to be, like, a stun, right? So you, So the cat's not dead. It's just down, right? But the way this shot shoots the cat and the way it goes down... It just seems violent as shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and just seeing the cat just lay there, like just motionless, it's 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 fucked up. It's so fucked up. Yeah. So I would I would definitely hey like for forewarning, the cat's not gonna bleed. There's no dismemberment. It's not crazy with it, right? Obviously, but you know, there's there's there'll be some times where this cat's gonna go through some things and it and it may upset you for sure. As the resident PlayStation guy, my last question about Stray, does this do anything for your interest, I guess, in the uh, the PS5 era of indie highlights? Because what they've done, um, Jet, Stray, Kana, Sifu, yeah. this, and on the horizon we have um, Little Devil inside. Like, is this release alongside the other big notable indies that have gotten a push out of playstation um i don't know like how do you feel about like playstation indies as a brand and as a sort of like supplement to their yearly lineup after you've seen stray in addition to the other ones yeah ultimately i do think that like this is in that caliber of like kana sifu um that that type of range right for sure um, I think Jet the Far Shore definitely was a slip in the miss, hundred percent. Um, I think you know Rollerdrome. I've been definitely looking more into lately, and like that looks like something that, like I'm really gonna enjoy as well. So I expect that to be up there in that caliber as well. But um, yeah, like I think this this is just another example of like I mean I just imagine Shuhei like really picking these games specifically. It seems like right, but. There are some games out there that are in the in the space that are big that we still don't have, right? Like I think it's a crime that we don't have Katana Zero, one of my favorite indies, like in the in the past few years. That's not right? on PlayStation. No, no. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that. I I heard that recently, but let me let me double. I mean, check. I played it on my Xbox when I yeah, no. got around to it. It's on Xbox, Windows, Mac OS, Amazon Luna. How the hell Amazon Luna got it, but not us? What the, you know what I'm saying? Mac and Switch. Yeah, it's not on PlayStation. So, like, there are, like, a lot of those. I think the Messenger's on PlayStation now. Yeah, for sure. That one got alleviated. But, like, yeah, like, there's, there's there'll be a few big ones that I feel like the platform's missing that I think um, would do really good on the platform overall. Um, but I think from what they have so far, I think there's only been, like, one real big miss that i played and that's jet the far shore for sure um Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah that one not great but everything else i'd say is definitely of a of a for sure high quality um if i'm gonna rank like sifu kana and stray i probably do it in that order i just said it i think i'd put kana ah did i like kana more than sifu did i do that no nah nah sifu kana and stray okay i think i think that's my list yeah Solid. Kana's really, yeah. really, really good though. Though Kana's good. Kana's good. Yeah. So I mean, out of that initial, because I forget if this was at the PS5 reveal or like one of the early showcases in the PS5's life. Uh, but most of these indies got announced, I think, at one of those initial shows. Um, yeah. The one that 
stood out to me the most of just like i'm curious what this game is is little devil inside and i know that's a nebulous winter right now mm. right season as well season i'm definitely looking out for that game was that um was that one of the propped up playstation ones oh yeah yeah we've we've okay. we've we've seen it at uh, a lot of playstation events yeah i think it got unveiled there yeah for sure for some reason i thought it was um announced at a game awards but i could be thinking of something else so shit is it i feel like it's been on the state of play it could have been, yeah, but I, I mean, like, out of these, like, hey, these are the PlayStation indies, you know how they do those. Like, uh, We Are OFK mm. is another one I'd consider that because they yeah. highlighted that a lot. Okay, so. maybe you're right, because I'm looking at the initial blog post, and it was on December 10th, which is definitely Game Awards 2020. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so. so. But it seems to be marketing with PlayStation, so. All right. Yeah. Nice. Um, I got two games that I've put some time into this past week. One of them I can just talk about in like three sentences, and then the yeah. other one I have some more thoughts on. Um, Power Wash Simulator. I tried it oh, out. Oh, I need that. I need that. Dude, this is so relaxing. I'm not I need joking. That. No, I know. I used to power wash in real life with my dad. Yeah, I and used I loved it once. Dude, I love it. I love the- long mowing. I lo- like. I, I really do. I really do. But mm. please go ahead. Please go ahead. The so when I, the one time I did power wash in real life, uh, I was instructed thoroughly because I was probably like 17, 16 when I did this, um, of how delicate you have to be with the um, the pressure to water ratio because you could just like blow the shit out of whatever you're power washing if you do it wrong. That being said, not having to worry about that and still getting the satisfaction of waves. And like sheets of grime and dirt being washed away from things uh, is great. So I probably put like maybe two hours into this. Um, and it was all in the initial, um, I think like two days of when I tried it out. But uh, yeah, it's very fun, very soothing, very relaxing. It's on Game Pass. Um, I think this is a lock for a nominee for podcast game of the year. Oh, because, bro, 100%. I could definitely see that. I don't know about you, but if I ever do yard work, I love throwing on a podcast, and this Hell was yeah. simulating that. So I was like, of course I got to listen to a kind of funny thing, you know? For so. for me, I mean, back in the day, it was definitely Podcast Beyond and Long mm-hmm. Mowing were my jam, like 100%. It was either that or, like, um, Easter Eggs on Zombies were mm-hmm. my two podcast modes. But yeah, yeah. right. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it's very I don't. Cool. It, is it on Switch? I don't know. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of particle effects though, so I'd be worried. Um, mm. Mm. It's nice. Uh, I did, I think, three jobs, and it's nice too because you, if you get tired of a certain job you're doing, you can like pause that job and come back to it. So like, if you get halfway through a backyard, you can get a text. It's like, hey, clean my dirt bike. I heard about your services. Please help me. It's like, oh, cool, dirt bike, that'll probably be like five minutes, so let me just pop on over to this thing, and then you load into a garage, a dirt bike is there, and you just gotta, like, get all the right angles to do everything. It's very funny, you can go prone to do, like, the undercarriage of cars. Um, Wow, you can go prone in this one, not part one, interesting. Yeah, I know, look at that. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it's fun. For people that don't get it, um, I think it is truly 
to quote the the ever wise Argyle, try before you deny, because you will understand it once you uh, get your hands on that thing. Yeah, so. it's only on Windows and uh, Xbox. Damn. Well, it's it'll probably come to other things later. I imagine most of those other simulators are available everywhere. I think so. Farming Simulator mm -hmm. 2020, Steam, Indeed. Steam hit. Uh, the other game that I think is a bit more interesting is Multiverses, the Warner Brothers IP Smash Bros. platform fighter. It has officially launched in beta, so it is free to play on, I think, everything. I'm not sure if it's on Switch, but I probably put in maybe five, six online matches, 1v1s, and it's fun, it's competent, as a Smash fan, there's enough of a translation to control scheme playing on a dual sense where it's like, okay, for most of my attacks, I'm going to be using the right stick instead of like button combos for the Smash attacks. Um, but yeah, it plays well and it's fun. Uh, apparently, the the big meta or the um, the beloved feature or mode of this specific Smash clone is two v two, which I have not tried yet. But there's a very interesting mechanic in the tutorial they'll run you through where each character has a class. There's like tanks, I think mage and warriors, and maybe bruisers or something. But um, you can have like team comp for 2v2s. So like there's a character uh, like Wonder Woman, right? She has her lasso that she can use. If I'm Wonder Woman and you're my teammate, Kevin and you want to do some aerial fighting on the side of the stage to like spike our opponent down, you can do that and rely on me to catch you with my lasso while you're falling and then pull you back on the stage so you don't have to worry about getting back onto the stage. But oh. we'd also have to worry about their teammate. So like it's very interesting. I've never thought about a, like Smash in that way of like having to support a teammate just like both independently fighting with each other. Which is very interesting, and I'm very curious to see if that helps this gain some momentum on, like, the tournament stage. But yeah. numbers-wise, this is doing very well. I think I had, like, 136,000 concurrence on Steam yesterday when it launched. So it's doing well. Good to hear. Good to Yeah. And I'm here, and I've heard from, like, you know, some Smash guys that I follow and know that, like, they actually, like, really enjoyed this game. Like, from, like, a mechanical mm -hmm. standpoint. Like, it's not, like... You know, uh, like cheap clone, if you will, right? Like they, they, they really have like different mechanics in this game, and like a different feel that they they are enjoying. So, yeah, um, there are founders packs, which if you're very serious about this game, I think the cheapest one's forty bucks. Uh, if you try it, if you like it, if you're a big Smash fan, and you enjoy what this game has to offer, I would probably just buy one of the packs because apparently. Uh, the roster right now, I think, is only like 12 characters, but it's going to be expanding. If you mm. buy a Founders Pack, they give you 30 character unlocks, which you can Ooh. earn from playing the game. But would probably just be nice to have those, because what I found out, Kevin, when I logged in today, my second time trying this game, my main is Taz, the Tasmanian Devil from the Looney Tunes. But Completely destroyed with him yesterday. I won like four out of the five matches i played today i was like all right taz let's keep leveling up because you level up on this game 
um, let's let's stomp some heads. And I saw a little locked icon next to him, and I was like, excuse me? So there's a rotation for the free-to-play audience of which characters are free to fight as on a given day, unless you have earned enough of the in-game currency or you just buy and unlock for the character you like. So, I had to play Superman this morning, which I was not as good with, but... Huh. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I don't know if you want to take... I don't... Okay. Interesting choice. I don't think I would make that call to, like... I don't either. I don't know if that's, like, an enticing way to make people buy unlocks or whatever, or, like, you know, buy the Founders Pack... Or it would just push them away if they can't play their favorite character a day, and they won't think about it ever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. It was definitely a choice. Okay. Definitely a choice, for sure. Okay. Like, imagine you load up to Apex Legends, and it's like, you've been playing Bloodhound since day one, and then you, you log in, and you see next to them, it's a, it's a lock sign. It's like, well, now you can play as Loba. It's like, okay, but Loba seems really difficult, <laughs> and like... I like yeah. their play style better. Yeah, you know? and like that just might not be a play style that you want to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, I don't know uh, about that one, Chief. But okay. Yeah, curious for sure. As soon as I can unlock Taz, it will truly not be a problem for me. I'm not really going to experiment with anybody else because I just like how Taz plays a lot. But I'm definitely going to put some more time in. Um, going to try and do some co-op, some 2v2s, um, play with some friends, see how they like it as more casual people who also really love smash but yeah i think it's already in a better spot than um nickelodeon was not only because of the the like the disconnect of like voices and sound effects but just because it's also free to play and still has a bunch of iconic characters um including lebron james added today so lebron lebron james now i hear that it's like the lebron okay i've this 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 might make you feel something. I don't know. I've never watched um what's that movie? Um Space Jam? Yeah, Space Jam. Have you? Have you seen the original one? No. Dude. I know. Space Jam one is a classic. Yeah, I don't know. I had a weird childhood. Now that now that I reflect now that I reflect back on my childhood, it's kinda weird. But uh no, I never never, <laughs> never seen uh you know, listen, I, just just laugh through the trauma. You know what I'm saying? Just laugh through the trauma. You know what I'm saying? I am looking at a DVD copy of Space Jam on my shelf, sitting right next to a DVD copy of Drake and Josh Go Hollywood, the movie. I have seen that, though. I have okay. seen that. I have seen that. That 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 joint heat. Um, I, I believe it's on HBO as well. But as far as I'm aware, it's the it's like a game version of Le- It's not like so in the movie. Yeah, what? There's two different LeBron. Like, there's real LeBron and then, like, game LeBron. Yes. Not just art style, but like the actual essence of the LeBron, you know what I'm saying? From what I know, the LeBron James character model, because I saw, I think, a TikTok about this. The LeBron James character model in this game is not based off of the actual LeBron James animated character model. He looks closer to the LeBron James Fortnite character model, but he is wearing and presenting as, as far as I'm aware, the uh, Toon Squad LeBron James from the Space Jam movie. If any of that tracks, okay, yeah. I mean, hey, that that that's that's probably right. I just heard something about that because, like, I thought it was like just like literal, like LeBron James, and because he was in the WB movie, you know, in um, mm-hmm. 
Space Jam 2. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was it. So where's Michael Jordan? That's what I'm saying. I don't yes, know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We need that. Yes, Season sir. Season two. Um, Season two. The roster is pretty good so far, though. Um, like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Taz, Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry, which seemed cool. I, I kind of want to try Tom and Jerry, but they were locked the other day. Um, and some Steven Universe characters, an original character, LeBron James now, uh, Velma, and Shaggy. Mm-hmm. So, Iron Giant, I think, too, right? Yes, he's also yeah. in there. Thank you. Yeah. There might Don't- be one other that I'm forgetting, but... Yeah, there's there's there there's a lot, but like no, like it's a cool. Ro- um, the girl from uh, Game of Thrones, I forgot her name. Oh yeah, Arya Stark, Carly Quinn, I think is in, she's at least on the the key art. I don't know if she's actually in the roster yet, but yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Good stuff. Warner Brothers Good has stuff. a lot of IP they can pull from, so I'm sure this will be around for a while. Well, Kevin, you hear about this? Hear about what? There was a not state of play last week after we discussed our fall preview, including conversations about The Last of Us Part 1 and some leaks around it. Uh, we got a, what, roughly 10-minute yep. video doc that was not a state of play. But kind of, this this counts for them. Like, they're not going to do a state of play in addition to this, right? I, got, I mean, I still kind of want it. <laughs> if I'm being sure, real, sure. like that's what like it didn't feel like a state of play, right? Like it truly didn't feel like it, you know. Like they usually don't have like developer like interviews, you know, during like a state of play. You know what I'm saying? Like they usually have more of just like a disembodied VO and like they're just going over certain mechanics, but like it's all audio only, and the focus is like a gameplay section. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I would still love that personally. Like like show me. Like, the intro to The Last of Us remake, you know, like, straight up, mm-hmm. you know, so. But, yeah, this was more like a, uh, <laughs> like a developer. An info doc. It, yeah, like an info diary. dev. Yes, a dev diary. Yes, a dev diary. That, that's what I'm looking for, yeah. It was more so, that. What's interesting, I'm leaning towards no state of play after this, but I do hear you, and I that's understand fair. why you would want that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I feel like so much of the information we gleaned from this, I feel like would be included in a uh, state of play. And the fact that these are the things that have been highlighted make me doubt there is nothing that would warrant a state of play unless there is like, hey, we're doing like another expansion like Left Behind, surprise, and it's about Abby. Like unless there's something like that, which I personally doubt, I don't know what you'd fill a state of play with that we don't already know after this. That's also, yeah, that's also a good point. Yeah, like there's not much else to say, I guess, about this game after this. That's fair. We, at, that's that fair. we know of. Right, know? right, right. So, quick recap. Uh, I pulled what I thought were the biggest pieces of information out of this. Uh, let me know if there's anything that I don't, don't list that you think is a big deal. Um, there is an enhanced photo mode. So Last of Us Remastered introduced to photo mode. This one has a lot more options that we've seen other Sony uh, first-party titles really blow out since... You say Spider-Man? Spider-Man was, the, like, the big one? The original big, Horizon... Big game. Didn't, didn't the uh, original Horizon debut with photo mode? And like, I thought Horizon got photo mode later. Because I, I thought that was the one that was, like, pushing the PS4 Pro and the HDR and all that. Damn, I thought. Maybe not. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like 
I, I know I use the Spider-Man. I have like seven gigs of Spider-Man pictures on my PS4. So. No, I mean, that's definitely a good-ass phone mode for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that's being included. Um, a speedrun timer is being included. We have seen that in other Naughty Dog games as well. Like, as somebody who has platinumed the Uncharted games, the Nathan Drake trilogy has that in there. Same exact, like, looking um, border and everything. Like, it fits that Naughty Dog UI well, I think. Like, the, the menus, like, pause menus UI. Um, that's being included for speedrunners. A permadeath mode, which was featured in The Last of Us Part 2. That kind of blew up on Twitch. I know uh, Tajay did that a little bit, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of people love that permadeath. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, yeah, I I just bet that's a fun-ass stream to do. (laughs) For sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The last thing that I have listed here, and what I think is probably the biggest deal about this, is a laundry list of accessibility options that put the game on par with The Last of Us Part 2. In terms of accessibility. Yeah. Wait, is, was that your... I mean, there's a few of the under the hood stuff that like I think are more... Oh, not that accessibility is bad. Let me be clear. Obviously, that's a great thing. Duh. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But um, I like some of the motion matching stuff that they talked about. I, I, think, I think for me, personally, the two big things that I most enjoyed from this 10-minute breakdown was the AI and the motion matching, right? Um, the AI, I'm a little bit shaky about because we, we we saw some leak gameplay before this dropped. We don't know when that leak gameplay, which build that was, when that was recorded. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. So I'll give that the benefit of the doubt that we will know fully what it's going to look like, right, in-game. Um, Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Wasn't that, the leaked gameplay that I saw, was that not the same scene that we saw in the trailer where it was Joel sneaking through the convenience store after the car crash? Yeah, but like what I'm saying is like I don't know what build that leak was specifically. Like that could have been from months ago. If we're being absolutely fair about it. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. I just, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't look at them side by side, but when I saw it in the actual full official video, I did not see much of a difference in terms of like maneuvering through there shooting the guy in the head like i i didn't notice anything different from the video from a couple days prior to this but like like yeah, worth, i mean pointing out. the i mean i think the leak looked a lot worse from an ai perspective than than the presentation that they gave with a 10 minute thing for sure um granted that's naughty dog being able to show it in best conditions right i'm just i'm just trying to be just transparent here just be fair not trying yeah, to plus, yeah yeah AI is very dynamic as well. So like, what if like if you're running as a tester and running the same thing as another tester, like it will look different. Yeah, a little bit, you know, based off of what you're doing and when you do things. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, that leaked AI looking kind of crazy. That's what I was getting at. The leaked AI was looking kind of wild. So that I'm a little shaky about when they talked about it. But I understand that if this does come together. And, you know, maybe that was from a few months back and it's a lot better, you know, there's, there's, they've actually came, came together with the, with the development on the AI that like, it's, it's going to change the way combat encounters feel. I'm very interested in that. And I'm also interested in the motion matching, right? Which is going to be that same system that I think was in part two. I'm pretty sure they didn't say that in the, in the, um, in the dev breakdown. So maybe it's like a, a different style of it but i kind of remember them talking about it with part two as well where like they have a bucket 
of animations and the system picks the closest animation frame that is where the character is at of like the that it like chooses the closest animation out of the bucket that the character is at at its current time right so what that's supposed to do in theory is that it has a lot more data to work with in terms of animations that they're able to make it look and feel more fluid right i think that's the best way i i could describe it based off what they said um and that and then and like i do think that there was something like that in part two but those are the two features that have me most excited now at this point you know overall right like yes the game looks better right the environments look better the facial animations and the you know character models as a whole look better they said that they're using the same model for cutscenes and in gameplay right so that's going to add a little bit more of a better of a better of a better transition than all that and you know that's going to make the game look a little bit more consistent as opposed to the remaster and the and the original release where you could tell when it was a gameplay versus a cutscene right correct me if i'm wrong I, I think they did they did this with the nathan drake collection so i might be mistaking it with that but i thought when they did a remastered for gameplay they took the cutscene models from the ps3 release like because the cutscene on the ps3 there was the gameplay model and the cutscene model and the cutscene models were just a higher fidelity and that's why they scale better with the remaster i thought they put the cutscene models in actual game for remastered i don't think that's they definitely did that with the nathan drake collection but i don't know I don't think that for Last of Us Remastered. At least from what they said on the Dev Diary, that like this is the first time they are doing it for Last of Us One. So okay. I don't know. Probably not. But like I will look into that because I know a lot of the comparisons they've been doing have been with the original PS3 game. So like with the official videos and things like that. So Yeah, yeah. But um overall, as a whole, right? I am a little bit let down at this. You know what I'm saying? Um, do I think that like, mm, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Like if we're just keeping this, that came to the buck, right? Like, you know, I just think it's the way they initially talked about this game that I think really just, you know, didn't really pan out as to what they initially said. Right. Like I was really looking for what I think. I end my video that I posted on Friday about like when we broke down all these details and like where I, uh, where I fell on this whole thing, where I'm at right now currently is that I was hoping for when they say they're going to remake the last of us, right? There will be things that were not possible on the original or the remastered release, right? For example, and I'm working on, and I'm working on a video about this as well coming up where, um, you know, like I would have loved to see Dodge, and that was in alpha builds of the original game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have reasons to why they didn't include that, which I'm sure probably they translate to persisting here. Which, okay, I guess you know it is what it is from an artistic direction, sure. But at the end of the day, it's like when you're looking to rebuild The Last of Us, right? I think you should have those things in there, you know, mm-hmm. like like truly, you know what I'm saying? Prone, I right, prone, I can understand. Well, even not necessarily a problem because once again, if you're saying you're remaking The Last of Us, right? If your rebuttal to no prone is that you would have to redo some of the game environments to to do that prone, yeah. Then well, remake some of the gameplay. Then 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 do that. Then remake some did, of the environments to hold up prone. 
you know? Did they ever say that they'd be doing that? Because I remember a lot of the community just assuming that it's going to be, it was like, oh, they're going to have like the semi-open world segments worked in here. Like when it was no. officially announced, because I remember no. people thinking that. But I think where they're coming from that is that like when you have rebuilt from the ground up, right? Sure. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's where it's mainly at, right? And like um, on stage when, um, when and I know and I swear I noticed this. I just didn't say anything about it, but I definitely took note of it. Where Keely was like, "Yo, so is this gonna have like Last of Us Part Two gameplay in Part One?" And then he didn't directly say yes to that. He said, "Well, like you know, we have mm-hmm. taken some things that we've learned from Uncharted Four and Last of Us Part Two, and we're gonna implement those features into the Last of Us Part One." Yeah. And and it was it was a bit vague, right? Like it wasn't like a shoot down of that, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not gonna say you're like, I'm not gonna necessarily sit here and say like, Naughty Dog lied, right? I think that's a little bit too yeah, much, I mean, right? I think I think that's a step far, right? Because it's not that they lied, right? But I do think saying things like remake and rebuilding from the ground up, yeah, re re rebuilding the game for PlayStation Five, right? And then for him to sure. come on the dev diary and his last sentence be, oh, it's not, it's not, um, it's not different. It's better. When it's like, uh, I mean, if you're going to remake something, I think it's going to be different to a degree. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think what it comes down to is the fact that like, I think games industry as a whole, and like we've even started having this like joking thing when the the metroid prime thing came out where i said i was a remakester like i i think there needs to be more separations because remaster and remake i do not think are enough to cover the scope of what some of these projects are like it's so hard to qualify what falls into what category um because even like talking about what you're saying with like oh remaster redone for the ground up right for the newer console that's what Sean Layden said about the Crash trilogy. He said fully remade from the ground up for PS4. And it's like, as someone who's played the original Crash trilogy and the new ones, like some of the physics are a little different, but like the same games, they look way better, clearly, but like same thing. And when Bluepoint did um, their projects, those were fully remade from the ground up for PS4 with Shadow and PS5 with Demon Souls. So like... Right. It's tricky. It's weird. I think we need to start having more categories. Um, I also don't think it's a coincidence that it's not officially called a remake. It's just called part one. So that makes, I guess, more sense with yeah the positioning they've been doing. Um, yeah. yeah. And I did find a Polygon article from 2014. Alexa Ray Correa, shout out. She wrote it. Shout um, out to the homie. Um, talking about Lost Us Remastered. Uh, developers claim to be using renders previously used only in cutscenes for the game's PlayStation 3 version. Creative director Neil Druckmann told Edge. Wait, so, so what is that saying? Uh, more detailed high-resolution character models will be the standard throughout the Last of Us remaster, with developers using renders previously used only in the cutscenes for the game's PS3 version. Creative director Neil Druckmann told Edge. So they used... Shit, man. What the fuck? They did the not PS3 say... PS3 model Jesus character models... Christ in remastered because i remembered for sure that was a feature of nathan drake collection and i assumed last of us did the same thing all right well okay that's another thing that you know they said in the thing that 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 was not done before the fuck With are the they ps3 about? version maybe <laughs> so wait yeah, so um go ahead so on ps4 it's the same model 
for the for the for the remaster. That's what this article is saying about Neil Druckmann talking to Edge Magazine in 2014. Ah, right, whatever, bro. Bet, <laughs> bet. Okay. I just hate. So. I just hate that position where like, yo. And like, it's not like I'm not excited for it, right? Like, I am, but like, just the more and more we hear about it, and the more and more we see these poked holes, it's just like, you know. I hate that there's a section of the of the outcry of this game that has truth to it, you know? And like that's just like shitty as fuck, you know? Like like and on top of that, like I think where I'm at too is that and granted, you know, I am I have said this before, I've said it in both videos, and I'll continue to say it. I'm reserving full judgment until the game comes out and I play through it. Period. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to make any grandstands about, oh, this is worth it. This is not worth it. You know, I, 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 I can tell you what I think. I can tell you what I expect. I can tell you what I predict, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to make any grandstandings. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I just don't think that's fair. I, I just don't think that's fair either until we get the product fully, right? But what we're seeing here, yeah, this is just looking like, you know, um, not exactly like what we imagined would be like a remake, right? And, um, you know whose fault that is it is what it is i really don't know what's like from that right but like do we like would it be would it have been better if now like we call final fantasy 7 remake like reimagined would, would it be better yeah. if like you know we call demon souls and like that would be a remake right but like are we gonna call resident evil 2 reimagined is that what it is right like like, like do we so. as is that what we need to do as an industry right where it's like listen if we're if we're changing the gameplay fundamentals of this game right mm -hmm. so there's remaster where that's an up res and a frames per second boost that's pretty much it right remake is more than that we have redone we have redone assets redone textures right more features perhaps in the like under the hood area of things right and then a reimagine like bonus level in the case of crash sure a couple of those in there yeah 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 like like a little bit more than that right but even then that's confusing to even discern now and then reimagine's got to be like re2 and yeah. 5 7 where like those are like the same story and narrative and like music but like everything else is different and it's truly like what if we made that game today i think mm -hmm. i think that's 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 probably the answer you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And I, I think yeah. also what gets people tripped up is that, like, especially with the, oh, it's been however many years conversation, and people also draw back to, like, well, Resident Evil Remake, the original one, is, like, one of the best acclaimed remakes of all time, and that was only, like, four years after the original Resident Evil. Uh, I, I think what gets lost with that is, like, technically, the PS1 was underpowered compared to everything else at the time and the GameCube was a huge leap forward and Resident Evil remake was built fully for GameCube tone was different they did some like heavy work they added in all these things so like I would even consider Resident Evil remake like more of a reimagining even though the camera angle is the same because like they changed that game significantly um so that's just like another, I think it's like because remakes have existed and that was like the really big notable one that sort of set the tone for what remakes could be. Um, it's still referenced as like the point for what is a remake, you know, when I think by today's standards and what you just listed out, I think that would fall closer in line to the RE2s um, of the world.
But yeah, yeah I, I yeah. think we just need more labels for things to avoid this type of thing personally. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, once again, saving judgment to the full game comes out. I think that's the most fair thing to do with any game in all games, period. Whether you're going to play it or not, I think it's best to save judgment. Full, like, period, underlying judgment, right? Um, but yeah, man, there are just things here that's missing that like, I would have, I think, like, would have been great to see. You know, like, I do think that Joel should have a dodge. I really do. You know, like, truly. You know, um, prone, all right. Like, if, if, if okay, prone, I, I guess I can understand, you know. Not the biggest either war, but like Dodge, I think definitely should have been in here. And sure. also, like when you're looking at the footage from from part one, there's no dismemberment like in part two. Have you seen part two gameplay lately? I was I was once again like I'm working on like a, like a few videos about this topic, but like I was looking at part two gameplay where like a lot of people online like they like post like um, uh, grounded like most lethal combat right. And Ali's able to, like, fucking blow limbs. Like, yo, you're able to blow a, a whole second half of, like, someone's torso off. Straight the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. apologies for the puppies barking my bad. But, um, but yeah, like, it's, like, things like that that I'm, like, damn, like, I just wish that, like, those would have been here in this release. And, like, ultimately, like, where Ali is that, like, I asked a question, like, is this truly what I would have expected? Not like what I think, but like what I've what I have expected a Last of Us Part One to look like from Naughty Dog in the year 2022. If they were to have made it in the year 2022, I don't think so. I really don't. Like, like, like this is not at that bar. From what we're looking at right now, you know, maybe I'll change my mind when I play the game. And yet, let me be very clear here: the game looks great. This remake looks really good, and I am um, really excited to play it. You know, excited to experience it in this in this in this new look for sure, right? But it's just it's just it's like my thumbnail I put like it's just almost there. It's almost there. You know, mm -hmm. when is that? September second, September ninth, one of those. So two? September second, yeah. And you can check out Road to Part One. Yes, people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Keep talk about up. that a little bit. That's coming out. Uh, this episode posts on Friday, so episode one of Road to Part One is what the following Sunday. It is, yeah, it is two days away from when you're listening to this on Sunday. Uh, I got the homie Peter Spitek, Spitek, with me co-hosting, and um, yeah, it's in the Road Two series. If you don't know, uh, it's a weekly podcast that is dedicated to an upcoming release of a PlayStation game. So we facilitate the conversation that like you would have like with your friends that are into gaming, you know at work or on the playground, right? And we just record it, right? And so we're, we're going over news, lore, reactions, and upon release, our review, spoiler cast, all that great stuff. If this even warrants a spoiler cast, probably not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, very excited for it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a short little eight-episode run. Not, not, not too crazy. Um, and then we'll end off the year, of course, with Road to Ragnarok as well, which we'll have more details on that in the future. But yeah, Road to Part 1, Podcast Services. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that great stuff, and on YouTube as well. So, very, very excited for that. You know what you could do, maybe? What's up? What's up? Um, if either of you know somebody, industry-related or not, or just somebody who's like an enthusiast, 
uh, who hasn't played The Last of Us for the first time, who is playing part one, you could have a spoiler cast with them and interview them on their thoughts and their experience. Mm, mm, mm. I have... Mm. I'm, uh, I'm out here moving behind the scenes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some guests on that uh, may be you know, appealing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, All right, Neil Druckmann. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish, bro. I wish. I wish. But yeah, so. that's that's dropping. And like ultimately, yeah, you know, I'm obviously gonna play the remake. I don't think you are day one. I doubt it. No, um, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be like completely fair, like I I know that there's been a huge discourse with this game since the official reveal. Because uh, most of the conversation when the rumor came out was like, do we need this? And then everything since the remake has just gotten like a, a garbage fire. Um, like it's completely fine to still be excited for this, even if other people or even yourself are not see like see thinking that it's worth it right like it, you can be a fan of something and still be let down by it and still be excited for it that is completely okay um like that is that's happened to me with things before and it's completely fine um yeah as for me i will definitely not be picking this up because seeing everything they're leading with like um uh, it, none of the features are appealing to me for what I find enhances my experience in games. Um, I think at this point, the, the price conversation is stupid because like clearly there's a lot of work put in here. I think with the accessibility options alone, that's like warranting full price. Like I wholeheartedly cannot stand the price shit. I actively don't talk about it. Cause like, listen, like I have very blunt thoughts about the price thing. I probably will never say that publicly. I got some blunt thoughts about it, but I, I probably won't ever say it. But like, I'll say the watered down nice version, and simply like, yo, listen. If you if you think it's too much, if you don't want to buy it, then just don't fucking buy it. Period. That's it. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm sick and tired of people trying to put up. Oh, is this worth this? Are we equating this and that? Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I think for matter, people you know? who are, like, disappointed that just, like, looking at it on paper, it's, like, because I know some people, they exist. People played The Last of Us, the original game, and only cared about factions. Like, people who are disappointed that there's no factions here get that, you know? Um, I get it. So, for sure. But, yeah, like, clearly work was put in here. Is this work that is appealing to me no so i'm just not gonna play it like i play old games all the time and in my opinion i think the last of us especially on like the higher difficulty options holds up very very well so if i ever get the itch like when the show's coming up i'll just run remastered again because uh i still like it so there you go that's your not still play recap for the last of us part one time for pots 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 after a couple weeks, it's been two two weeks of Rockstar news, two episodes of Rockstar stuff. I feel like we talked about Red Dead one week, and then I feel like the week after there was a, a patch notes or something. There's more Rockstar news going on right now. Jason Schreier at Bloomberg put out an article this morning, Wednesday, July 27th. GTA 6 release date. Rockstar Games cleaned up its frat boy culture in Grand Theft Auto 2. Not Grand Theft Auto 2 the game, T-O-O, in addition. Did you get a chance to read this whole article, Kevin? 
No, I've just seen the quick hits um, okay. this morning. It was, it was a little busy, but... So, for the sake of POTS, I, I'm going to have the link to the Bloomberg article in the write-up for the video. So, definitely check it out because there's some very interesting stuff in there if you're a fan of Rockstar Games. Um, if you are disheartened by hearing the stories out of Rockstar the last couple of years. Quickly, just to just talk about um, the fact that they've kind of shaped up. And then we'll get into the interesting Grand Theft Auto discussion. Um, this is pulling from the Shrier Report uh, about post-Red Dead Redemption 2 crunch discourse because there were a ton of reports i think he did a huge expose remember there was like the 100 hour work weeks that hauser said and then he's like oh, actually no that wasn't the case um rockstar has changed resulting in many improvements including developers feeling quote content to work at a company where there's a little pressure to get a new game out the door and quote they also have promised they being management uh no extensive overtime for grand theft auto 6 production and the writing team, everybody working on the game, has this sort of no-punching-down ideal about what they're doing and the humor they're doing in Grand Theft Auto 6. So, specifically, no-punching-down on marginalized groups. So, this... I've already seen people losing their damn minds over this. The GTA 5 next-gen port took out, like, transphobic jokes that were in the game. So, like, this is steps that have already been taken at Rockstar. But, um... Nice to hear these improvements being made on, like, a foundational level going into GTA 6. Is there any quote there or any piece of information out of the shift of Rockstar's culture that hits you the most or has you intrigued? No, um, I mean, like, I don't really know how you can be against something like this, right? Like, if, if like, I'm being 100%, like, clear and transparent, right? Like, I could, I could pretend, I, I wouldn't agree. Let me be very clear. I wouldn't agree. Right, but I can see how someone could feel a type of way if they change an already existing game like GTA Five, right, and, and took that stuff and took stuff out of that experience. I guess I could probably see that, right? I, I wouldn't agree because I still think that those things are disgusting and you shouldn't have those mm -hmm. in it, right? But like, if you really want to make an argument about like you know it not. Uh, being true to the original game, if you really hang those jokes and those accusations on that on that hanger, okay, I guess you have somewhat of a point, even though I would highly disagree with that point, you know what I'm saying? But there's nothing wrong with like, hey, moving forward, like we can we can have GTA five be something different and it still be GTA five. You know, or mm -hmm. sorry, not not just not just five, but like we can still have GTA evolve and grow and be different. You know, like it's okay for things to change. And become something yeah. else. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. And especially if it's moving away from something that is harmful and is hurtful, you know? So, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't pull this, but this was another thing. I'm just paraphrasing from memory. But uh, one of the things he also talked about was that in like summer 2020, they were working on for GTA Online a mode called Cops and Crooks, which was like a spin on Cops and Robbers, yeah. uh, like the playground game. And they saw the incident with George Floyd being murdered and decided not to do it. So, like, which is why, again, I don't think anybody has a problem with that. Uh, if you do, there's something wrong with you. But, yeah, I, I think uh, this is a good move for me. And we'll get into wishlist stuff in a second because I have thoughts about Grand Theft Auto V. I like Rockstar games a lot. But, um, yeah, uh, I think for the employee stuff good moves for the developers this is good news 
what's curious to me, because I was texting with Omar about this as well this morning, uh, the, the thing about them feeling content to work at a company where there's a little pressure to get a new game out the door is very interesting to me after, again, a thing we talked about recently. A while ago, there was that, like, um, what's it called? Like a memo internal at Rockstar from Take-Two that was like, hey, put more games out again. So, interesting that that seems to have gone away. It seems like they just are fully able to work on Grand Theft Auto 6. No pressure. Whenever you're ready, whenever you get done, go for it. Right. Right. And shout out to, um, you know, them, or at least Jason tries, uh, Jason's reporting on um, having a story where we see a developer improve their, their workplace yeah. and like have a follow up on that. Right. And like, see like, Hey, like, you know, these are quotes and these are interviews from people that work there right now. And like, Hey, like things there is a tangible improvement, you know, mm-hmm. um, as much as, you know, I think it's obviously good to hear the negativity in the industry is always great to come back and follow that up with like a, Hey, here's how it's improved after X amount of time, you know, like, like, like here's real reports of how the culture is now as opposed to what it was then, you know? Yeah. So big so, kudos to that too, for sure. Yeah, it was like heartbreaking reading some of that stuff back in 2018. Um, but yeah, like you put it, I think being able to get like a check-in like this uh, was very refreshing. Like seeing it this morning, reading through the whole thing made me very happy. I'm like, this is awesome. Hell yeah. Moving on though. Shryer talks a little bit about this date they got they got planned right now for GTA. Did you hear anything about this? 2024 yes so it's anticipated that gta will be out gta 6 excuse me will be out in take two's 2024 fiscal year which begins in april of 2023 and ends in march 2024 uh schreier says that the, the developers are skeptical and that the game has been in development in some form since 2014 um and currently, they don't have a firm release date, but they expect the game to be at least two years away. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Okay. So fiscal year. So they said fiscal year twenty twenty four, or just twenty twenty four, just straight up. Fiscal twenty twenty four is the internal date that people okay. are anticipating at the moment. However, like the devs are pointing out, they don't think it's likely. So, right. I imagine. My guess would be if it does stay on track and everything goes smooth with the new uh, structure they have, maybe sometime like September to November of 2024 would be my guess. Okay. If they do hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. I think, and I think Red Dead 2 was initially supposed to be 2017 and that ended up getting pushed out a whole year. But that I, was, again, when there was the development problems, you know. Yeah, and this is quicker than you thought. You know what I'm saying? You were Mr. Oh, you know, 2028. 2027 yeah well you know what i'm saying look at that look at that Christian. we have we have some game information that um puts a spotlight on that because originally the plan was for it to be much more in what i was expecting out of this game so i'm going to read through directly from the article a few pieces of information about the things we know about gta 6 after today and then we can just get into general hopes and wish lists and expectations for GTA 6. How's that sound? Bet. 
Grand Theft Auto 6 will include a playable female protagonist for the first time, according to people familiar with the game. The woman, who is Latina, will be one of the, a pair of leading characters in a story influenced by the bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde. Original plans for the title, which is codenamed Project Americas, were for it to be more vast than any Grand Theft Auto game to date. This is me talking. That's the thing I was expecting. Going back to the article. Uh, early designs called for the inclusion of territories modeled after large swaths of North and South America, according to people familiar with the plans. But the company reeled in those ambitions and cut the main map down to a fictional version of Miami and its surrounding areas. Rockstar's plan is now to continually update the game over time, adding new missions and cities on a regular basis, which the leadership hopes will lead to less crunch during the game's final months. Still, the game's world remains large, with more interior locations than previous GTA games impacting the timeline. End of the info. So, so big okay. scale expectation late 2020s was the initial plan, but since the reshuffling has happened, smaller scale, still a big game. Miami, surrounding areas. I love me Miami. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big fan. Yeah, Big I need fan. to be happy about this. So I guess strictly talking the info we learned today, what appeals to you the most? Obviously, the Miami setting is a big deal for you. Um, what, what else stands out for you? Honestly, um, it's the female protagonist, too. Like, um, you know, I mean, I think of things like, you know, Sadie Adler. Right, from Red Dead 2, and how we all like, yo, yeah. can we please get her a DLC or get her a game? Fuck it, fuck a DLC. Let's let let's 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 get her a full spinoff game. You know, even if Red Dead 8, Red Dead 3, Sadie Atlas right there. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, she's great. So like I know we have um I forgot the brother's name. Um I know we have uh him leaving after Red Dead 2, right? So you know, there could be a question of hey, like, is is that original writing if if he was responsible for Sadie Adler, is that going to be something that we feel in the echoes of this new protagonist um, that is female, right? So we'll see how that goes. But um, hopefully they're able to, you know, like hopefully they're able to just strike gold again and like write a very very great, well written female um, in the game as well, right? And like have her be center stage. Um, I think that's that's gonna be super cool. On top of like, I, I just love the way this is sounding of like it being a Bonnie and Clyde type thing. Maybe they're a romantic couple. That's maybe a presumption. Maybe they're not. Who knows? But like having these two like pull off these heists, right? Like I'm, I'm thinking a lot about like what what they could do for that narratively. What are their um, what are their goals? Why are they doing these things? Right? Like I think you can really like bleed a lot of that into really cool stuff that um, I think it'd be super neat. You know, I think it'd be super neat for sure. Um, side thing, I hope she's a Boricua. I hope she's from Puerto Rico. Let's shout to them. Shout to them queens over there. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. She could be from a variety of, of uh, different countries. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But my bet, Boricua. It's my bet. Yeah, well, it's interesting because they also mentioned here that um, they scaled back from nor like regions of North and South America to a fictionalized Miami and surrounding areas, right? Because if you think of GTA V... Uh, the map of Los Santos, like, you have the city, but you also have, like, the California desert, which, like, people are, like, it could be Nevada, you know, like, it could be a fictional Nevada. Um, I, yeah, I would expect that we have maybe an island or something off the coast of 
this fake Miami, whatever they're going to call it, that could represent something from South America, you know, the way that GTA in the past with specifically uh, GTA 5 has been able to sort of establish multiple key locations in the uh, Western U.S., yeah, I think that's safe to assume because even yeah. in Red Dead Two, we go to Guarma, you know, for a little bit, mm-hmm. which is very different from uh, the rest of that game. And I would imagine in this case, it would be like seamlessly woven in, unlike with Red Dead Two. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, off the coast of Miami, I'm thinking things like Cuba, right? Mm-hmm. Could do something like that. My other half, Dominican Republic. If they if, 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 if they want to do that, that's 90 miles from the coast. We could do that, you know? So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But very intrigued. Very intrigued. Yeah. Um, I The thing that stands out to me, like, obviously, I kind of expected them to follow up with multiple main characters again because that was such a big selling point of GTA Five. Glad it's two. And yeah. I'm with you. I, I like the character description so far. And I think that's an interesting dynamic. So very excited to hear that. Uh, I think also scaling back, that makes me very happy. Like uh, GTA 5's map is great, but it is large, dude. Um, and it sounds like this is probably still going to be larger than GTA 5, but not exponentially the way that we see Ubisoft blow up their maps every single time they do one, right? Yeah, right. Right. So, and especially after playing Red Dead 2, which does have so many interior locations, I think having a Grand Theft Auto that is a fully realized Miami um, and being able to just have way more interactable buildings and locations, I think that is more exciting than like, hey, we had an extra 10 miles of dirt, you know? <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah, that, and, that's intriguing. And I mean, like, not even like Miami, like Vice City, right? So it's like something that like we've seen before in the in the GTA series. Um, I've never played it, right? But um, I know like uh, like a lot of people love Vice City, right? Uh, so we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, I just I just like oh man, I just can't wait to like play online in like a Vice City. Like, dude, fuck yeah! I just I just got a lot of love from Miami. You know, can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. Very very excited. Yeah. I think another thing that's a standout here that's interesting is their commitment to treating it more as a game as a service or sort of like a game getting expansions, right? To just sort of ship a complete Miami GTA 6 story and be able to grow that over time, right? So, I like, ideally, you have maybe a return to form for old school Rockstar, right? Where if we have this Bonnie and Clyde couple that we all get attached to and they have a great run however many hours in the gta 6 miami campaign and then a year year and a half later it's like the liberty city expansion mm-hmm. two of them taking a flight up to liberty city and then we got a an eight hour campaign there like that is going back to the ps2 style approach that rockstar had where all those gta games were on the same engine i loved san andreas i never i messed a little bit with vice city um, I think it looked worse, so I didn't really like put much time into it, but that would be cool, especially for people who love Rockstar and have not been served single-player expansions for the last 15 years. I don't know. When was Red Dead 
uh, Undead Nightmare, 2011, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like the the picture you're painting here, like it is is really something that like could be super cool. You know, like let's go Liberty City. Fuck it, let's go. In hopefully a f- way way in the future, right? And hope this doesn't hit sooner than later, right? Like, let's go back to Los Santos. You know why not? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. San Andreas. You know, like 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 I think I think they could do something really cool, and like maybe a new city. Like, have they done Seattle before? Like like there's that. I don't think so. Maybe Houston. You know what I'm saying? Vegas. Have I would they, love Boston. They, Boston's up for grabs. Absolutely. Have they done Vegas? I don't think so. Vegas would be cool. As like a new low low location, and of course you probably want to save those for like GTA Seven. I get that, but why not? You know, why not? Sure, but at the same time, with how successful GTA Online is, right? Like if yeah. they are able to, because GTA Online, I think, I imagine if given the chance, Rockstar would have liked to have GTA Online not be based off of a PS3 game. Right? Absolutely, <laughs> I think we all would. Yeah, so and GTA Online is fun. I played it with my friends a whole lot back in the day. Um, I I wonder if uh, talking about like expanding what GTA Six is over time replaces the need for a GTA Seven, at least for this console generation, right? Uh, Maybe that's the direction they go. I don't really think there's much discussion about GTA Online here, so curious to see if they do anything with the current GTA Online or if they just sort of reboot it with the new architecture of this one. I would hope that's what they do, but... Yeah. Um, let's shift on more over to hopes for GTA 6, because I love Red Dead Redemption. I love Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, completely. Everything about those two games, I love. GTA V has a great world, a great map. Heists are really fun. I think it's the best feeling controls of driving in a Grand Theft Auto game. But, Christ, I hate that narrative, and I hate those characters. Mm. With a passion. So, Mm. looking at GTA Six, especially post-Red Dead 2, and I get Red Dead and Red Dead 2 are a bit more serious. They have silly elements and silly side stories, but like my hope talking about this, like this couple, this Bonnie and Clyde dynamic, I, I hope it like tells a compelling dramatic crime story. Cause I feel like we don't have any games on that level of budget telling a serious, like hard hitting crime drama. Right. Um, Mafia? Is that? I mean, I don't know. The answer is probably no. The answer is probably yeah, like, no. I know, but I don't know. I'm sure I know Yakuza there. gets a lot of love for having like very serious, hard-hitting crime drama in the main story and like all the silly stuff is side story. But yeah, in terms of like Rockstar level, I, we, we just don't get those kinds of games. So like seeing the character they wrote for Arthur, seeing just the story of Red Dead 2, I would hope they lean a bit more into that than gta 5 narratively but um yeah what kind of tone do you hope to see out of gta 6 hmm what type of tone i want yeah i mean like i do want the high stakes i do want the drama right that that definitely sounds you know definitely like a my but like i i hope it's not like all that right like 
you know, for, for like lack of a better phrase, like let's like go back, right? Like I I I kinda like, you know, wanted to still like be a little bit lighthearted. Like like we're we're in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Like we can have a little fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying like it has to be fun in games all the time, right? But I'm I'm looking for a strike in between, right? when like if we need to get serious, like we get serious. And like maybe like there is like a very like serious undertone to everything, right? Like I mean from like a whole like goal, like main premise perspective, like what we're what we're reaching towards in this whole story, right? Could be of a serious thing for sure, right? But like we could have a little, you know, a low, a low, a low, a low weekend fun. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And I mean I'm down for that. I think you know? Rockstar's proven they're able to do that, right? Because look at Red Dead 2 early yeah. hours that mission with Lenny with the bar and everything's all like hazy and it's uh-huh. like a million Lennies everywhere like that's completely fine yeah what I don't want is like the the type of satire like GTA 5's entire thing is satire okay so, um, yeah like do you just want no satire period you, you can have a little bit I guess like if you want to have some coked out like 80s style guy who's like living in the past and can't move on he's just a boomer like if you want that fine i can deal with that if it's just a character like that but gta 5's problem is they like one of their core characters is that and that impacts the entire game and the entire narrative and everything else in the narrative of the surrounding world like i'm thinking the reality tv guy uh like the megacorp bank or whatever like all that stuff the facebook uh parody like all of that stuff is just so exhausting for me that i would prefer if it was like this crime drama we're talking about is the centerpiece and you can like decorate that with moments or characters that are a bit more whimsical and wacky and I do think Red Dead does that well. Obviously, like it's harder to compare because that is a period piece. Um, which, speaking of, do you think this takes place modern day? Or I fucking getting... hope so because there could be cool opportunities to like, uh, you know, tie in maybe characters that like were from literally Vice City, like from from GTA Vice City or what was it called? G- which GTA was that? Because I'm saying the game wrong. That it's was not Vice, City. Vice City. No, that was Vice City. It is called Vice City? Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Wait, so are you saying you hope it's a period piece? Because I... No, no. L- l- like I'm saying, like it, 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 it's in the modern day, right? Okay. I'm assuming some characters from Vice City back in the... Because that game took place back in the 80s, right? I rem- Yeah, I think so. I remember Tommy Versetti was cool. the... Uh... I'm assuming some of those characters didn't die didn't didn't die right so like it'd be cool to see them in the modern day right and like i think they could play with that in like cool ways you know has there ever been a gta like no there hasn't been a gta that has like returned to a location right in the in like a different point in time right or technically gta 5 does have the neighborhood of san andreas in it okay okay but like but yeah. like that's like gotcha. a portion gotcha. of that game. It's not like the focus. Like we've never returned to well, actually maybe Liberty City was GTA three. I don't know. I never played GTA three. But I imagine like they could do cool stuff from returning to a location that they have been to already in a different era. You know? So I think they could do cool stuff there for sure. Yeah. That's like my main point. G- 
yeah, GTA 3 was Liberty City, and GTA 4 was also Liberty City, but that was a huge generational jump. Um, so, mm, But I'm with okay. you. I do think it would be cool. Also, um, to make it very clear, I've not played GTA that much, so uh, besides online. Online was, was, wasn't, it still is, like, the most hours I put in, in, into Grand Theft Auto ever, you know, um, for those that are listening. Not that, not that informed about GTA. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think, like what I said, the fact that they're scaling down to two instead of three, the fact that they're having this, like, sort of company-wide uh, mandate about script stuff makes me hopeful that instead of choosing to just, like, make fun of everyone and everything, they, like, try to tell a compelling story. So everything so, on paper has me excited about where the narrative could go with this one. I know you're probably a biased person to ask because you just don't like the game, but like, did GTA Five not have like a, like a like a like a story that like meant something more than just satire? Like, I mean, I liked Franklin's arc of like wanting to get into the life of crime and being mentored by Michael, but like, there was a good hour of that that was not tainted by Trevor, and. As soon as he joins the crew, I think that game just completely loses me. Um, and to be clear, like as a video game, GTA Five is great. It's just the story I do not like at all. Um, playing it is awesome, but yeah, okay. the story I, I just do not like gotcha. in the slightest. Um, but yeah, like truth. I mean, it's hard to say if you take Trevor out of that game, I'd like it because like so much of the story and the plot is a response to Trevor's character and the things he does. But what they got going with, uh, Michael and Franklin, I did enjoy. So hmm. they just lose that so quickly. But, yeah. I see. Um, yeah, all this is hopeful though, as far as the narrative goes. Um, is there anything else when you think Grand Theft Auto six, Miami, partners in crime Oof. that comes to mind that you hope the game includes it highlights maybe a feature um like uh, yeah what, what, like booting it up what do you hope is your experience i guess what are you expecting and wanting out of grand theft auto's next game yeah so i mean more specifically like you know i've i've been to miami many a time right never lived there but like i've been there a lot for vacations i fr i'd love that city like i i truly like i would live there 100 percent. like i just love miami right and I've had a little bit more uh, time there this year specifically because I just started dating someone that lives in Miami, um, and like she like showed me around a little bit more. So like I know like hey, it'd be cool to see like the Windwood District, right? Or like that's a very like artful type of side of the city where there's a lot of like street art and everything, and, like, and there's like a different vibe to that location. I've been to Bayside a lot. Like Bayside's like a really cool like a bit of a like touristy type thing, but like. You know, it, it just has like a, it just feels different just because it's right on the bay. And like, I've, I've, I've been to um, Ultra as well. Like, like that's a rave. So like, I, I, I think it'd be cool to like implement those things as well. Like, yeah. Like, so I just feel like I have like a bit of a more context, not like a crazy amount because I've, I've never lived there. And like, you know what I'm saying? But like, right. I know that area more. Like, I don't know LA like that. Right. Like. I don't know San Francisco like that, you know, but I know, I know Miami more than those two cities. Um, so it's like, it's going to be cool to see like what they exactly like imitate and like, if I can actually like, you know, discern, Oh yeah. Like this is Bayside 
or like, oh, you know, this is Lil Haiti, or oh, you know, this is Winwood, like stuff like that. Um, I mean, from like a game perspective, um, I'm hoping that the controls and the feel that controls like continue to evolve and grow, right? Red Dead 2 feels great, I'm not saying it doesn't, mm-hmm. but I think we can. You know, let's just keep that uphill trajectory. You know, let's like, let's like keep improving so, on that for sure. For sure. Like, I understand <laughs> and I, I sympathize <laughs> with the people that hate how Red Dead 2 feels, right? I heavily disagree, but I understand. Um, I, I think once you wrap your head around how Red Dead 2 feels and controls and the way you can interact with the world through L2 like thinking of that system and that level of interactivity with npcs and i guess you wouldn't be able to do that because there's no horses in miami but like um the world right like npcs uh storefronts anything like that i i i kind of like the idea of exploring a city with that l2 and then the interaction menu comes up because i think there's just so much potential for fleshing out a world especially a world that is maybe scaling back and just vertically building sort of with interactive buildings and interiors so if the the red dead 2 level and system of interactivity is again improved upon because i think you can always make things better but if that is core to what gta 6 is i think that would be very awesome uh and I'm sorry again for the people that don't like it, but I feel like that's probably the direction they're going to go. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm not saying, like, Red Dead 2 gameplay is, like, ass, but, like, you know, some of the game, you know, some of the aiming isn't great. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the that's sprint that is for, baby. control. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, but, like, that's auto-aiming. Like, I, I, I want to aim. I want to shoot. Like, I want to play it. I don't want to just have it just auto-lock. Like, that's, like, blasphemy. With, you know what I'm saying? You play with auto-aim for Deadeye? You don't shut that off? Is is that what you meant? Wait, what? No, like, what I'm saying is I don't, I don't, what is Deadeye? Let me, yeah, maybe I'm misinformed. I thought you meant Deadeye was, like, the snap auto-aim mechanic type thing. No, sorry, no. Deadeye is the, um, for the precision shooting, you, uh, it's like bullet time in Max Payne. I mean, you click the stick, and then you get the... Like it goes the, slow-mo? Like, pinpoint, yeah. Mm, I mean, is that fixing the bad aiming? Like, you know? Or is that more of just a, a crutch? Like, like a way that you can alleviate it? I think less, it's a selling feature. Kevin. Less, does it like that. less talk about it. Let's talk about it, Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, no, I, I understand. I get you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like, you to be completely saying, fair, at the same let's time, talk how, many game, how many games have good feeling third-person shooting? Metal Gear Solid Five. Feels Are you serious great. right now? Great. Yeah. The Division has great third-person shooting. There's plenty of third-person shooters that are Division's great. Division's got some lock-on. What are you talking about? Division's got some snap lock on aiming. Are you really trying to sit here and, and make the point that, oh, like, bad third-person shooting gameplay is just, like, an anomaly? No, really? I'm saying that it's a standard. I'm saying most third-person shooting games have these crutches uh, that you're, you're talking about. I think that's cap, but we can we can, we can keep it moving. I think you capping. I, I, I just think... And, hey, hey, I get it. 
If you, if, I, hey, Rockstar. I'm saying if you I, want precision, I, first person. That's it. I know you hold Rockstar to it, and that first person on GTA Five is not good. Let me let's let's not yeah. let's not go there. Let's if, let's let's not do that. If you I want would, if you want to compromise, because I'm saying like as a genre, right? If you're going to a game to have good feeling shooting. In my personal opinion, you're better off looking at first-person shooters than third-person shooters, just based off of all the games I've played. On top of that, because what I'm, I hear you, what you're saying, I think because GTA V's first-person mode was like patched in after the fact, because that wasn't in the PS3, um, that was a PS4 feature. Like, if they can tweak the first-person gameplay to be a bit more snappier and like just turn off all those settings for people that like you that want the precision stuff i think that would be fine like make first person a viable mode instead of just like oh that's neat you know let me look at my horse in first person because i don't think it plays well in red dead either like the most i've played first person in red dead 2 is like 90 seconds maybe i don't know yeah yeah i just say just overall you know what i'm saying like Red Dead 2 is not the best feeling game on the sticks. Period. And it definitely I, strays from what the standards are. And is it better than GTA 5? Absolutely. But you know. Let's just continue. Why not why not keep improving? Let's 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 fuck around and maybe improve more. Why not? You know. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting that. I'm just yeah. saying I think the foundation of like if you hold L2 to aim your gun, but you also hold L2 to like if your gun is holstered, be able to like pull up a, a mini menu with literally every single NPC in the game. I think that like the interactive button or whatever they called it with Red Dead, like I think that will probably carry over. Okay. Okay. Also, the if I remember, sprint is still tap. You have to tap X to sprint in Red Dead too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's 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 gotta go. Yeah. Okay, thank running, you. I'm like, please don't. Rockstar, thank you. The, the only thank you. terrible thing in Rockstar games, outside of narrative in GTA V, is uh, sprinting in all of them. It always is bad. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, Christian, please don't cap about this. Please. Please don't. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Jumping, though, I will say, it feels very satisfying if you like are smashing X and then you get near a fence, then you hit square to vault over it. That is a good feeling transition there. But the sprinting, yeah, is annoying. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, let just, you know, get some, uh, you know. We can, we can, we can refine the gameplay. Feel and control scheme, you know. Um, is there any... <laughs> expectation for you with online yeah man i have a lot man um i really hope we get some sort of now how they're gonna handle it i'm not sure i think what might have to happen if i keep it real um it's not official yet but we have many reports that you know warzone one is going to just be a thing that they just kind of close and just like hey like yeah. it's gonna persist it's gonna live but we're starting anew with warzone 2 right i think we got to do that I think it's enough time where I think players are going to understand. I get that they've there's a lot of money in GTA Online, and I get that. But I think a lot of people are going to understand, you know, if they if they say, hey, it's going to feel a lot better from a mechanical standpoint, matchmaking won't – and I get they've improved it. It has gone better over time for sure. But, like, I think a lot of players will understand that, hey, like, this will be a 
and objectively better online component. We just gotta make this hard cut and just and just, and just make this jump. I know it's gonna suck, but it's gonna be for a better experience in the future. You know, so I think do you, we gotta make the jump. Yeah. Do you want to hear my guess about how that shakes out? Um, yeah, go ahead. The other day there was a, a presentation about like new things coming to GTA Online. I didn't get a chance to look at it, but the fact that there was that presentation literally yesterday, uh, there was also the uh, subscription GTA Plus or whatever it is for GTA yep. Online. Yep. I think whenever GTA 6 launches uh, for the sake of this November 2024... I think it's going to ship without online Probably. and online will hit sometime in 2020, like within a year after six coming out, just yeah. based off of the fact they're talking about segmenting it, releasing different things later, like expansions and cities. Um, and the fact that GTA online is still so alive, there's no rush to replace it. When the replacement happens, They'll, I imagine there's going to be maybe a six-month window of like, hey, yeah, we'll have a couple other like small returning events and then axe it. But um, yeah, I, I don't think GTA 6 launches with Online 2 or whatever they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have a, I have just a bad feeling that it is going to support PS4. Kind of hope it doesn't. You, oh, you think GTA, like, yeah. all of it or Online 2? No, just Online Okay. I think they'd, I think they'd fuck around and do something like that. Even though it's like, guys, like, can we just? How about, how about, how about we just do the current gen, and then you can port it over to the next next gen, <laughs> like to to PS six and and series wide, whatever they call it. I so, don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, in tw for the sake of what we're going through with here, when online launches, online two launches standalone, or like in addition to six or whatever, in 2025, you think it has a shot of releasing on last gen yes i do but not gta 6 in 2024 maybe gta 6 maybe i don't know about that one maybe i don't think it's that cra i just i just don't think it's that crazy i do L <laughs> let me be clear i don't want it to I want sure, us to I fucking know, move on. Don't. Like, I want no, us to move on. Yeah. Like, stop. Let's just move on. All right. I. But I don't know. I don't know. I think like I, I have know. trouble. And, okay. the The only thing that I don't. I hope that Rockstar thinks like this as well, right? Like, I really hope they like really think like this in their mentality right? and, and just understand like what they are in the industry. I'm sure they do. But like, GTA is a system seller. If you put that. Yeah. If you put that thing exclusively on PS5 and Series X, people will go out and buy it. People will buy a console for you. They will. Right. They will. They will. Absolutely, they will. So I'm hoping not, but I don't really rule it out. Like, I'm at like a 98, I'm at like a 2% chance. Okay. It's well, like a little sprinkle. than I was expecting. Okay. Okay. You want like a real percentage? Yeah. I'm going to say 10% chance. That's st that still feels high, dude. Because like, I get, I, I get it. Possible. I get you've been burned. I, I get it. I get it. But like, look at Rockstar. Because you're right. They do. They ship system sellers. That's facts. And I I think what they also do, 
is at the time of release, it is the best looking game on that console. I don't know. That's true. Tell me a single game on the was, PS4 before 2018 that looked better than Red Dead 2. Was Grand Theft Auto 5 better looking than Last of Us? And that came out the same year? What are you talking about? That's absolutely not true. I don't know, man. You see those Last of Us PS3 shots? That That's a bad looking game. We need a remake of that thing. I mean, you're not wrong. But we need a remake of GTA 5 too. And we never really got that. But No, we didn't. I wonder why. But Clearly like they didn't need it. No, but like GTA Five wasn't the best looking game when it when it when it when it dropped. I mean, come on now. Best best open world game because Last of Us has the benefit of being hallways. You know, like I don't think there's an open world game on the PS3 that looks better than GTA Five does. Okay, I'll, yeah, that's 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 a more specific wording for sure. Yeah, there's no way the best game looking on. There's no shot. No shot. Yeah. Best open world? Yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking I, like... I don't know. I, I think for the size and scope, like Rockstar games are always the most impressive looking game for how big they are at the time compared to other things within the genre. Hmm. And I think they're proud of that. Because look, again, look at like literally every open world game on PS4 and Xboxes that generation up until... Red Dead 2 came out. Everybody was saying that that was the best looking game they've ever played. So, Indeed. has it been outmatched since then? Up for debate, but it has. I, but I you think know, that, we can, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, my point is, I, I really think hope when GTA yeah. 6 hits, they want that to be another one of those because they do. They just do that. That's what they do. I'm just thinking more of like. Specifically, Grand Theft Auto, the greed they've exhibited here with this franchise, and with GTA Five alone, you know, GTA Five is on three different console generations. So is The Last of Us. Why does that have to do with anything? We're just talking about Rockstar here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I, I don't think like, it, it matters about, about what they're gonna backward port. So like you. You you don't think they feel like any type of inclination to like hey like let's at least put it on PS4, no, at, le- at least the online component and make all that money no, but not like, at all my, nothing. The reason that I'm struggling is like if online two for the sake of it yeah let's made, call it that yeah, yeah yeah if online two is built off of GTA six why wouldn't they right. just do the whole thing on last gen. And, and then you could argue like, oh well, Call of Duty shipped their multiplayer only for Black Ops Three on the previous gen, right? Like so, I I, I wouldn't have used that now because that's such like an anomaly. Like Black Ops Three was, yeah, that's no. But I mean, like it's it's been done. Like people have split out like a foundation of a new game and like done half of it prior. Like it's possible. I just really don't think it's likely. Yeah, and I really don't want it to. <laughs> like I'm not saying it will. I'm just like yeah. You know, I mean, hey, who fuck it? Who knows? Anything could happen. MLB's on Xbox. Anything could fucking happen. You know. I'm I'm putting out a Twitter poll of this. Will GTA Six launch on last gen when it hits? And I'm talking about online more so. Will GTA Six parentheses or online two launch on last gen when it releases? Because because I didn't say because I didn't say that until you brought up online. Right. And like having that online economy where like, you know, people are buying shark cards, this and the third. Right. Like, 
You know, I could potentially see that being a thing, right? Sure. It's not wise. I, mean, I want it, want it to happen, but like I could, for the money making purposes of online specifically on PS4, I could definitely see that. GTA 6 single play, you're, you're only getting game sales and that's it. There's no recurring, you know, payments mm. on GTA 6 single player. I- I mean, maybe not if we we go back to that report, right? Because if they're talking about adding expansions and different cities and missions and all that, like that could be worked into the single player. That, That's fair. Based yeah. off of the phrasing, like he's not talking about GTA Online when he's talking about we'll add a new city, we'll add new missions, we'll add new events. Like that is all circled around this protagonist story. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll it's a see. Different rock star. Yeah. It's a different rock yeah. star now, Kevin. Like, if it's at, like, the same bar as, like, Red Dead 2 on PS4, you know? If what I don't is? Know. Like, if, if, if they make the Grand Theft Auto 6 and Online 2 port be on par with Red Dead 2 on PS4, and if that's able to work and run, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's impossible, simply. 10%. 10% chance. I mean... You're right. It's not like I think it's possible that they could get Spider-Man two on PS4, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, I mean, they've said it's not like they've they've said it's not. So, PlayStation Studios have said a lot of things today. We've learned, Kevin. You know, things can change. Um, I will say two people have already voted in the poll. I have one yes and one no. I'm just saying it's not crazy. Like it's hey, who knows, man? Who knows? They why not get the bag if they can? Why not? Why not? Well, the planet that's anticipating this game will probably not even <laughs> exist when it actually drops in two years. So until then, Kevin, where can everybody find you? And any you, final thoughts on GTA 6? I can't wait for it. I really want to explore a, a, a GTA that feels modern as fuck and, like, please, made, like, sure. today. You know, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Can't wait for that. And also, I love Miami. Shout out to Miami. 305 was good. Um, yeah. YouTube.com says plays in source. Follow me on there. Road to Part 1 has debuted. Well, we'll, we'll debut in two days as, as of you watching this, so I'd love to get in tune for that. Why not replay the remaster? Why not? You know what I'm saying? Freshen yourself up. Watch a little playthrough on YouTube. Why not? You know? Um, and we'll be talking definitely heavily about the nature of this game and all that good stuff, for sure. Like It's going to be dedicated dedicated spot for that, absolutely. Uh, but there's definitely other videos involving Lazarus of Us as well on, on the channel. PS Plus as well got announced, all that great stuff. Definitely go get in tune with that. Twitter at PSOrsVids. All that good stuff. And Unlocking Kingdom Hearts, the uh, 358 over two days is coming soon. Early August. Early early August. First to second week of August. We'll see. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I am looking forward to this. I think everything from the article is very exciting as somebody who has a tumultuous history with GTA but loves what Rockstar does with the Cowboys. So, high hopes. Uh, you can find me Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2. You can find the show on Twitter at JoyClicks. You can find the show in podcast format on your favorite podcast service like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just look up JoyClicks or JoyClicks Gamescast. You'll find it. Rating and reviewing is a very easy way to help the show out if you enjoy it. Quick tap for a five-star review. Quick few more taps for a little blurb if you enjoy the show. Helps us find more people, and we appreciate it. If you want to support us on a monetary level, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. Five bucks will give you producer credit for every show we produce, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. And that is another Gamescast. We'll be back next week. Maybe some more news. 
maybe some backlog talk. But until then, it's pizza time. It's pizza time.